Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. So, hey, 13 days to Christmas. Didn't you need to be reminded about that? Less than two weeks. So, look, on a scale of one to ten, how just how excited are you for Christmas? I, th- I think we can manage about a three or four by the sound of that. And if we're really honest, it's probably closer to two. It's just been that kind of year, eh? Um, personally, I've had a few health challenges and a few job challenges, and uh, those are ongoing. And it's just, and then there's the thing that we don't want to talk about. So right now, I just want you to take all that stuff, all that frustration, take all those words that we never heard until the last couple of years, things like MIQ and COVID and mandates, and who ever thought we'd be using mandate every second sentence? Take all that stuff, put it in a bag, tie a nice Christmas bow around it, and let's just put it to the side because we've got bigger things to talk about, bigger things to concentrate and focus on. And I was going to had a cool punchy line, but I'm going to leave that because that's just enough. That's just going back. We just tossed it out, so that's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, even if we could just totally forget about all that, there's still just the pace of life that we have to deal with. Yeah. Christmas comes at us like a freight, a runaway freight train. And it just comes and it goes and we barely even notice it. Today, and we come to church and we know that we should get excited about Christmas. We know we should get excited about the birth of Jesus. And there's all this other stuff going on. There's the, the parties we have to attend, the, the Christmas breakups, the, the end of year deadlines that we have to meet. And um, so we're just going to take a breath. Okay, Let, let's do some more um, visual, visualization that, that Josh started and just take a deep breath in and out and just relax because God's here. I, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a technophobe. This is about as technical as I get. But I just recently discovered Spotify. <laughs> I mean, how behind the times is that? But it's just been awesome. I mean, been out walking in the mornings and just you're punching the, your favourite stuff and, and then it chooses other stuff that's like it. And it's just, I've just been discovering. It's just amazing. <laughs> And I come to, and I come to my favourite Christmas carol. Who, like how many, how many here is, whose famous Christmas carol is "Oh Holy Night"? Man, I'm walking down the street, and that comes on, and I get to the part where it says, um, "Fall on your knees, oh hear the angel voice." And I've just got to fall on my knees in the street. <laughs> 
and I'm always thinking, is someone going to rush up and go, are you all right? Are you having a heart attack? <laughs> but I just, you know, it just reaches right in there. And, um, and I, just, I just love what it's done. It's been an amazing journey to, to rediscover those, some of those Christmas carols and, and stuff and, and just discover again the, the joy and the wonder of what God has done. So I just want to take a few minutes just to, maybe we can recapture some of that. The joy, the wonder of Christmas, the hope, the power of that amazing, amazing story. And uh, just take our eyes off all the stuff, all the tinsel and the presents and the glitter and all the pain. And the, you know, for some people, Christmas is about, not about that good stuff. There's pain in it. And, you know, we need to let that go too. As Josh said, there's just things that we need to just let die so that we can see Jesus and see what God has done and how good he is. How good he is. I'm going to read you just a few verses from Luke chapter 2, 8 to 20. And, um, you know, you've probably heard this a hundred times. But, oh... Let's, let's, let's look at it with new eyes, fresh eyes today, and just see what it's about. There were sheep herders, and this is from the message, translation, Bible, whatever you want to call it. There were sheep, herd, there were sheep herders coming in, camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified, and rightly so. I'm here to, and this angel says that I am here, don't be afraid, I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A saviour has been born in David's town, a saviour who is Messiah and master. This is what you ought to look for a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic host, choir, singing God's praises, glory to God in the heavenly heights, praise to all men and women on the earth who pleases him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over, let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned. Let's call them shepherds, eh? That's a bit weird. And let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Could you just picture that again? That angel turning up, bright, glorious. I've got great news for you. (laughs) Who needs some great news? And, and, and what, it was so much easier to grab a hold of that as a child, you know. One of my fondest memories as a child, was, um, I grew up in the Salvation Army. And uh, as a child, you just naturally 
you played in the band or you, or you sang in the songsters. Oh, songsters. That's weird. <laughs> and as, you know, as, a, as the best thing was, as an eight-year-old child, you know, being asked to come and play with the band at Christmas. Because at Christmas time, it was the best. Man, all parents out here, you would be arrested for what they allowed to happen at Christmas time in the Salvation Army. We used to get these old flat deck Bedford trucks, that old TK Bedford, no size, no nothing, and we'd strap some old wooden forms, about 100 years old wooden forms, to the back of this truck with a few little ropes about this, and then we'd all pile on and off we'd go. And Timaru is not like Christchurch, there are hills. And we had like, you talk about, you say about people, where did you get your licence in a Rice's packet? Well, some of those drivers, but I don't think they even found a ricey packet. <laughs> they were shockers. And uh, we would be on there, and, and it, like, you know, summers in, in Timaru could be flipping cold in the back of this truck, and wind's blowing in your head. And, you, and of course, junior band, you're in shorts. So, um, <laughs> freezing cold, but like, grin on your face as wide as, wide as the hills. And it's just. But the best thing I loved about it was Christmas morning. We would, the, the bands would be split into two and we'd go to all the um, retirement villages in Timaru and we'd go and play. This would be like seven o'clock in the morning. We'd head out, instead of being with our families, instead of opening presents and all that stuff, we'd, be, we'd go out and we'd visit these homes and the last one would meet, the two bands would come back together at the public hospital and would meet in the public hospital. I know Josh is looking at his watch. And, um, <laughs> and um, we would meet there and we'd play these Christmas carols and there'd be patients just hanging out of windows and staff would come out and they'd give us drinks and they'd give us fruitcake. And... Yeah, you're onto it. But that, for me, was the best part, just giving. And uh, I've got to wonder, can we recapture the joy, the wonder of Christmas by giving, you know? Jesus demonstrated the way to live. When he said in Luke 6, 37, 38, don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticise their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang, but be easily on people. You'll find a life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back, but not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. And I was going to play a cool video clip of uh, the little drummer boy by this African band, and it's so cool, and it, and it talks about giving, but we, we're going to have to cut that out, <coughs> unfortunately, sorry. But, uh, you know... Jesus said again in Matthew 5, 45 to 48, this is what God does. He gives his best 
the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless, the good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill cynic does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Live out what God created, live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. Give and it will be given back, pressed down, shaken up. You know, God often speaks to me. I don't know how God speaks to you, but just lately, he speaks to me like just in that little tiny bit between being asleep and waking up and just starting to surface and God will often come. And and, and I was looking for, I I said, God, I need another point to this. I need one more point. And so one morning, God just came and he says, wonder is not a feeling, it's a choice. It's not a feeling, it's not something that you're going to lay it on me, God. Here I am. You choose, you get to choose. In our family, I don't know about yours, we've got six kids in our family. They're awesome, they're all grown. Youngest one in the front row here, he's 22 now. But we, we live on movies, old movies. Our kids, our kids quote movies all the time. If you know Nathan or Kate, there's always a movie reference, some quote. But we used to love, the kids used to love, the, the, who's, who's seen The Iron Giant? Awesome, awesome kids movie, it's great. And remember, this, uh, this alien giant crash lands on Earth and this little boy adopts him. And, uh, and then he finds out that he's actually a huge, massive weapon. And, uh, and he comes to the... And, the, and the, somehow the Iron Giant has a sense of conscience and doesn't like that he's a, a weapon. And, but the boy says to him, now listen, you get to choose. You get to choose whether you're a weapon or you're a hero, whether you're a, 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 a villain or a hero. And he gets to choose. And you get to choose. I get to choose. What are we going to do with this Jesus? What are we going to do with this amazing story? Are we going to choose to engage with it and share it? Or are we just going to let it float on by like another Christmas, another, another time to buy and sell and meet family and go to the lakes or go tenting, whatever it is you, that you do. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if that's all there is, if that's all there is, then we're missing out on such glory, such goodness, and an opportunity to bless this world because that's what we're here for. You decide the focus of this Christmas. You can also decide the focus of Christmas for others around you. You can change atmospheres. You can alter the course of others' lives for the better, maybe even forever. We can bring hope and joy and wonder into the lives of others this Christmas. You can either say, 
Oh, there's only 13 days to go. There's only 13 days to Christmas. Or you can say, I've still got 13 days to make a difference in someone else's life, to change someone's life, to make it better. You choose. I choose. And I've just been thinking about this so much and just going, what can I do that's going to make a difference for someone? What can I do for a neighbour, uh, someone at work? How, what atmosphere can I change at work? Can I invest into someone's life? And I'm about to do something I thought I'd never do. Even this, I was going to say that, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, no, I won't. <laughs> I, I can still change. Okay? So, so I apologise for what I'm about to do. And uh, <laughs> so, um, and, uh, dear. Okay, so I want you to think. So we're going we're gonna to break into groups, little groups of... Look, I'm not even going to tell you how many. You just choose for yourself. <laughs> but six is getting a bit big. But eight, but eight, eight will be okay. So I've just got a couple of questions I want you to think about. And if you're not used to this and if this is pretty foreign to you, that's okay. Just, just sit and listen or play on your phone, listen to a Christmas carol. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, no pre- there's just absolutely no pressure. But if you want to just engage in this, and uh, there's a couple of questions that are going to come up on the screen, hopefully. And these are them. What are the touchstones for you at Christmas? What are the triggers that connect you to the joy, to the wonder, to the majesty and glory of, of Jesus and what he's done and, and how he laid down his glory. He's laid down his own agenda to come and be our saviour and to show us what he's like and what God's like and how much he loves us. What are the things that, you know, for me it was that Christmas caroling, you know, that's where I just connect with God and I've connected with God over those stuff and it could be something completely different for you. And that's a nice warm fuzzy question. Here's the more difficult one. What am I, what are we prepared to give or lay down this Christmas in order to connect someone else to that joy, to that hope and that wonder? Two questions. What is it for you? What connects, connects Christmas for you? And what am I going to do different this year? It's going to make a difference for someone else. It's going to change their world change their perspective so this is what we've been talking about for the last year and a bit faith and action together you know it's all very well going oh that's a great idea Steve that's lovely you know I want to connect with the wonder of Christmas great do that but also make it real for you make it real for someone else do something that makes a difference for someone else. Bless you.